Good morning. This is Barb Lamson, Minnesota River Valley Master Gardener. And with me this morning is my fellow Master Gardener. Karen Wright. Hey, Karen. It happens every year about this time where the Japanese beetles start and showing up. You know, that's one of the most asked questions at fairs or wherever the Master Gardeners are, is what to do about these Japanese beetles yes. because they do cause damage to more than 300 plants. They're an invasive species. Well, some years they're worse than others, and the drought has helped make them not so bad last year, at least for me. But we can expect them, if not already, now's the time. Yeah, and and the thing of it is, you just have to scout. You never know. Now, in my garden, they seem to like the rose blossoms or flowers. That's what they like, and they just they get in there. They even even before the rose opens up, they get into the bud itself, oh. and, and they destroy that. Mind they love my hardy hibiscus, one of their favorites, and they yes. work their way in before it opens. So when that beautiful flower opens, it's pocked full of holes, and they're pretty. They actually are pretty beetles, I think, because they've got. So. Oh, you don't because they're kind of that green and brown iridescent, yeah, and so I think I they're know. pretty, but they're not good for the garden. They're, they're so destructive. They are so destructive, and you know what? I handpick them, and I that's just, one of the best ways to get right, rid of them is to handpick right. early. Yes, and you know you start handpicking, and you think, well, gosh, I think I picked about twenty-five <laughs> of them, and I put them in my bucket with soapy water in them. And then the, maybe later on in the day, I'll come back. I'll find more on the same plant. And I think, where in the world are you coming from? <laughs> well, one of the reasons you need to do it early is because once they get on there, they have a, a smell, a pheromone that attracts more yes. Japanese beetles. So the more there are, the more they're going to attract. So get them early. And if you can minimize the beetles, it should mean fewer beetles will be attracted to them. And the bat, Japanese beetles feed for six to eight weeks. So it's kind right. of a long season and and physical removal is one thing and then you put them in a thing of soapy water because then they drown essentially and people talk about traps and you know you see them advertise but the university of minnesota says do not use beetle traps right hanging up a trap in a home garden is not an effective way to protect plants and they may attract more insects to your yard and i've seen online people say well i put them on the edge it's still they say do not do it yeah it seems like uh, the simpler the method that the more effective that that it is. Now here's the thing that a lot of people don't know. Because the Japanese beetle gives off this pheromone, if you take the the beetle and you crush it, somebody was telling me that they they take it and they, and they have a, a block there and they crush it on the block and that gives them such satisfaction. You're releasing more pheromones. Yeah, and what you do, you're just marking the spot. Yeah, don't do that. So right. you'd be better off just to leave them alone. Just take your little, I use a coffee can with soapy water. And in stick it. it in. I just have it sitting out there for on a regular basis, just sure. keep throwing them in there. Do you know there is a new biological control that we've seen introduced more recently, and it's one of the natural enemies of Japanese beetles. It's been released in Minnesota. It's the fly, and I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, Itsiochida aldrichi. I probably said it wrong, but it lays eggs on adult Japanese beetles in summer. And there's a wasp, Tiffia vernalis, parasitizes grubs in the spring. You know, those natural, they're natural enemies. And so I think they said, remember, if you see a white dot, that means it's been parasitized and then right. let it die. Right. Yeah. You know, this is probably a reason why 
you shouldn't just take spray and go spraying because you want to get rid of all these nasty bugs because you might be killing something that was your only protection that you had against something like the Japanese beetle. I wanted to say that also at the university, they are doing another study up in the metropolitan area, and they are asking homeowners up there in the surrounding counties to let them know if they have the grub in their soil were in their grassy lawns and you can tell because the the grass is dead and you can just pull it out and what they want to do is they will send their people out they will dig that area collect those grubs and now they're going to start testing them and doing research on them so we get more information maybe we can figure out something more that we can do but i would just say don't take a vacation during this, this <laughs> critical time, because if you don't have somebody that knows and is watching for the beetle, you could come back with a disappointing plant. Oh, yeah. Things. You know, I want to mention one thing before we go is some people have talked about the milky spore bacteria using that, and it's supposed to help eradicate the grubs. But the University of Minnesota says applying commercial milky spore products has not been shown to provide yeah. any benefit in their modern university trials. So you can find more information a lot on the web under the University of Minnesota. Right. If you'd like more information, contact your extension service. This is Barb Lamson along with Karen Wright wishing you happy, happy Fourth of July and happy oh, gardening. Yes.